2: Hello and welcome to another Toonami Pre-Flight, where today we're going to be talking about revenge. It's a very vengeful episode of Pre-Flight. Wronged humans and...
1: Yeah. thought it. we were going to talk talking more about prison breaks, but revenge is a part of it too, for sure. Well, you to get even with whoever wrongly put yeah. you there. Or just get out and start killing We should have done people. our favorite revenge movies. Why didn't we do that? We've done it like four times. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Sure, I mean you can never get enough revenge. No, are you a, a vengeful person?
2: I'm. A, I think of I've myself seen, more I've a spiteful.
1: Seen, I've seen you do some spiteful things. Uh, vengeance doesn't seem like your line. Yeah, I'm more like you. Stay, more behind
2: the scenes kind of guy. You than stay, that.
1: don't don't tell me you stay mad enough to go ahead and risk something. Yeah, it's, for vengeance, you're. It's like more low effort. Like if, if you're not going to risk anything, maybe you'll. Stick your foot out in front of somebody, but that's it.
2: Yeah, tripping's not really my thing, but it's. Flat tiring. Uh, I definitely seethe against other humans, but then. Discretion is a better part of valor. And sure. I'm waiting for that dish to get real, real cold. And yourself?
1: I'm a fan of revenge. I like revenge. Yeah. The best revenge. Is there something is you'd
2: want to get off well. your chest now? No.
1: No. I'm not a fan of going to jail, but I'm a fan of revenge. Um so I've always liked what we're going to talk about today the story of monte Christ- of the Count of monte Cristo um today we're going to talk about the show Genkutsuo the Count of monte Cristo um i uh have long been a fan of alexander Dumas' novel um it's uh one of my favorite books from that era I think I first read it mm-hmm. Freshman in high school, maybe. Yeah, I feel like it's an early high school English. Some, yeah, in, or some colleges. Um, but it's a, it's a fairly easy to digest. Dumas' writing is very colloquial for the time. Um, it's a doorstopper of a book, though. It's almost like a thousand pages.
2: And it's I, I prefer it in the original French.
1: Quite an epic tale. Um, But so, uh, and a movie that's been remade and re, you know, it's a, it's a story that's been retold a whole bunch of different ways. So, uh, Genkutsuo, the Count of Monte Cristo is an anime from 2004. Correct. Uh, by Gonzo and uh, the director uh, what's his first name? Mahiro Maeda Mahiro Maeda, who is a genius who's been in, he's worked on the Animatrix he's worked on The Genesis Evangelion he's worked on a million things Kill Bill? Yeah, he's a he's pretty much a genius animator slash director so he came up with the idea to do an adaptation of The Count of Monte Cristo but to sort of hybridize it with like a vampire story almost <laughs> um genkutsuo in japanese is like the bad spirit basically so in this version of the count of monte cristo he's somewhat almost like the idea of revenge has possessed him it's almost like a demon has possessed him which is a very japanese way of looking at something like revenge
2: yeah it was originally going to be an adaptation of the stars of my destination book which is in and of itself it's like a time traveling space version of the Count of Monte Cristo so they made but they couldn't get the rights so he's like we'll we'll just still kind of do exactly that same thing.
1: So this show occurs in the year 5000 and something so it's like a very distant future Uh, mankind is involved in a war against these aliens and that's like the backdrop and society seems to be pretty similar to the 1800s where there's counts and V counts and you know uh, there, there's executions, there're public executions, and these things are just
2: cyclical. So
1: every s- couple thousand years, it just goes steampunk back to the- and things like that. Um, but yet there are also spaceships and futuristic things. So very much a fantasy world, um, true Japanese fashion, not a not a Lord of the Rings style fantasy, but like fantasy in that there are incongruous elements that aren't explained. So. Uh, Much like the original story, which the original story of The Count of Monte Cristo is a guy who is uh, Edmond Dantes, who is framed for a murder he did not commit and put into prison for 20 years. And while he's in prison, there's a guy basically next door to his cell. They start talking. That guy basically essentially motivates him to become learned and to like not give up and to hone himself and also tells him when you get out of here there's a a cachet of treasure that I know that I know of that you can go get and so he escapes from prison finds this cachet of treasure and it's so much money it's like more money than anybody else has he completely reinvents himself and he shows up As a totally different person calling himself the Count of Monte Cristo. And he has so much money, he just essentially buys his way into polite society. And what he does is start becoming friends with the daughters and sons of all the men that framed him. him So that he can slowly and painfully destroy their lives from within. By turning their children against against them. Like, it's a real slow... This is like... I spent 20 years in jail, so I'm going to spend another 10 getting revenge. It's not, I'm going to find these guys and kill them, which is sort of the normal revenge movie plot. It's more, I am not I don't want to kill them. I want to ruin their fucking lives. And when they're at their absolute lowest moment, Reveal then myself. say, guess what, fucko? It is probably the most, if you think about it, twisted revenge story. So in this version, uh, the Count similarly has been imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit and he's also making, he's now we joined, the show begins where he's entering polite society and becoming, trying to become friends with um, the children of the people that screwed him over. And the show is mostly told from the point of view, not of the count which the book is from the point of view of the count. The show is from the point of view of, is it Alfred? Yes. Uh, Alfred who is one of the sons of the, the one of the guys that, that framed him. And then this Genkutsuo thing kind of is, it makes him almost more like a vampire. Like he looks like a vampire. He's got pointy ears and fangs. His skin is cold to the touch. And later on in the show, when he starts to want to not, he starts to sort of second guess. And that's part of the book too, is the morality of what he's doing.
2: Maybe this is wrong.
1: Like at a certain point, where has he gone well beyond getting even and what does that even bring him to begin with, which is what Revenge Tales should grapple with, which is what are you left with, you know? Yeah, dig two uh, graves because you're going to kill two people. Right. So survive. So he, uh, but in this, in this version, basically there's a part where he almost dies and Genkutsuo, like, possesses him. Uh, he's decided he doesn't want to go through with more of this revenge and the spirit of and they've and they don't really define what that spirit is or how it came to possess him. But Maeda says he's like it might just be his, you know, his madness like he's he doesn't want to really define it. So it's not defined. Um, and the other thing to note about the show is the look of the show, which is, is totally crazy. Evidently, it was a huge pain in the ass to make because they were kind of doing something no one had done before, the production techniques. They were basing the look of the show on these particular style of Japanese paintings, but also some of uh, Gustav Klimt's European Impressionist paintings, where instead of shadowing things in and sort of coloring them in, normally they were essentially creating patterned backgrounds. And so when you look at the Count's hair there... That's not actually painted on. That's like his hair is clear and there's a background behind it that's a pattern. So when the count moves, the pattern doesn't move. So it's like it must have been impossible to try to put the show together and have everything make sense visually. But it's an, a really crazily colorful show. It's got a very unique, really cool look. Um, it was an instant hit when it came out, you know. I mean not hit in terms of like Dragon Ball Z, but in terms of and acknowledge critical success it did really well um so let's look at uh, i found a trailer for it so let's look at the trailer and then we'll check out a scene <laughs> I couldn't find, like, a good trailer. That's the only one you I could mean? really find. Um, so here's a clip of the show to give you an idea of what the actual show is like, since that trailer doesn't really tell you anything. It's,
3: I have your precious treasure right here. After a fire, hold a fire sale, I always say. <laughs> with this stake money, I'm as good as gold. With five trillion francs, I can beat any speculator. Now then, which stock should I start with? Damn it! This is so inefficient without Michelle!
4: Good afternoon, Monsieur Denglar.
3: Count, you startled me! I... I was under the impression that I had bought out all the seats on this flight.
4: I have come here from Paris. I had to chase you. Why would you do that? I had hoped to have you accommodate me with funds. Five trillion francs in cash, right now. Huh? Five trillion? According to our contract, there is no upper limit to my line of credit. None at all. You haven't forgotten.
3: Oh, no, Excellency. Believe me, I haven't forgotten at all. But you've caught me short. Since I'm traveling, I'm really not carrying any... But
4: you're carrying cash in that case, aren't you? Oh, this... Come now, give it to me. Uh,
3: I couldn't. You see, this money. Uh... No. No. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> if you'd just gone home, you wouldn't have had to die, stupid fool. I'm gonna have to do something about the body. <laughs>
4: My good Baron, as greedy as ever You haven't changed one bit from the old days But how? Look closely at my face, my dear Baron And think back Remember the face of the man you consigned to Oblivion 25 years ago Remember the face of your friend Whom you incriminated with your false accusations With your lies
3: Edmund Dantes Edmund Take good care of this You will be the next captain Of the ship uh. Yes sir
1: So, uh, that's a penultimate scene. That was really the only scene I could find online. You can um, find the show on Crunchyroll. It's also available on Funimation now. You can rent it on iTunes. It's not out on Blu-ray. I'm hoping eventually it gets remastered. Um, But there are DVDs available. So, you you can... It's one of the rare... Early two thousand shows that, you, that are legally available. easily available, yeah. But I definitely think it's worth a watch if you want a really good revenge story or if you like The Count of Monte Cristo and want to see an adaptation. Um, it's, it's a really cool, unusual adaptation that I think is successful. And that leads us to our topic of the week, which is what's your favorite Prison Break movie? Because we talked about revenge movies so many times. We decided to mix it up. Yeah. So um, my first choice is my favorite Prison Break movie and also one that I was able to do a promo for back in the day when I worked for TNT. So I believe this promo is from 1997. Classic. Uh, it is back when we made things on tape and someone somewhere, I have no fucking clue why, recorded this promo because they liked it that much on is VHS. This person... Jason Demarco. No, <laughs> and they recorded it because they on VHS. Because you can find like I've I've looked for like old promos before, and all there really is out there are the TNT originals I did. But there are people who recorded like an episode of Law and Order in 1997 and kept it because of the commercials. So they've broken out the commercial breaks. Just so you can see, like, holy shit, look at commercials in the 97. And boy, was it crazy. So there are some TNT ads in those, but I'm not going to go through them all. But um, So this is a promo I did with the great Don LaFontaine, uh, God Rest His Soul. Uh, That was when he did the Fuck You, Who Cares, which we now... His outtake to me, I was giving him direction on this, which is... Stupid. Rookie it's mistake. Don Le, yeah, Don LaFontaine, you didn't really need to give him direction. You basically hired him to do one thing, and he knew how to do it better than anybody, almost. Um, so I stupidly was trying to give him motivation as to how he should read Background the to promo his character for of Alcatraz. Yeah, game for Alcatraz. Actors. And he goes, yeah, yeah, fuck you, who cares? And then he started reading it, but we recorded that. And so we actually, Brent, our audio guy, has that, so sometimes he likes to pull it up when I'm telling him something, he's... Fuck you. Who cares? I'm sure everyone who works here would like that button. Um, so this is a classic uh, film. Uh, Clint Eastwood stars with Fred Ward. Uh, it's the based on the true story of the only three prisoners to ever escape from Alcatraz. Uh, they Hits were, the title. They were never caught, so... Uh, there, no one knows whether or not they drowned in their attempt to get, uh, you know, across the water or if they made it and just were able to evade capture and got to Mexico or whatever. Um, it's assumed of course, by the cops, they were like, well, they must've died, but the, no one really knows. It's quite cool. Um,
2: they started up a internet business in San Francisco and, quite
1: <laughs> and that little business became Microsoft. Um, So, uh, and it's directed by the great uh, Don Siegel, who also directed Dirty Harry, Um, a classic docudrama uh, and a really good story of how these guys painstakingly um, basically used the time that they had in prison for years to put together this plan to break out um, of the toughest prison to break out to at the time. So this is my TNT promo for Escape from Alcatraz. For 29 years,
0: murderers, mobsters, and thieves were sent there to disappear.
5: They said it was the most secure prison in the world until Frank Morris arrived. Welcome to Alcatraz. I
2: may have found a way out of
5: here. From the director of Dirty Harry, see Clint Eastwood in the true story of the only man who ever busted out of the rock escape from Alcatraz. Tomorrow night at 8, the new classics are on TNT.
1: The new classics are on TNT. That little thing, that little pink thing at the end is called Roll Out. Film Roll Out. Something you kids don't know about because they don't have film anymore to roll out with. Um, Next up is a classic escape movie um, and that is Of course, John Carpenter's classic, Escape from New York. Uh, One of my favorite, one of the first Escape movies I came to love. (laughs) Uh, This movie stars a very young Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken. And in this future, which was plausible in the 80s, New York City had fallen so far into chaos that they decided to cordon off Manhattan and just turn it into a prison. So anybody that gets uh, arrested or indicted for anything above sort of regular crimes. When they've they've committed so many bad crimes, they're like, ah, they just dump them on... They literally just dump them in New York, and they have to fend for themselves. And there they drop uh, supplies regularly, but otherwise the city is basically complete chaos, and it's run by the prisoners.
2: It's very similar to Blackout, Call of Duty Blackout.
1: <laughs> so the president played by Donald Pleasance, the president's plane goes down and it's right before this summit. And the idea is that the world is on the brink of war and the president has information that he was going to present at this summit that would bring everything back down. So it's not only imperative to get him because he's the president, it's imperative to get him because on his person, in a briefcase attached to his, uh, handcuffed to his his arm, uh, are these... You know Whatever this evidence is It's going to make this problem go away So Kurt Russell Is a prisoner sentenced to die And they give him the option You can either die Or you can go save the president And we'll pardon you And so he agrees to do it Because he has no choice Then to make double sure he doesn't fuck around They inject him with a nanobot uh, Inside his body That after 20 I think it's 48 hours After 48 hours it will explode and kill him. So he has 48 hours to get out the president or he dies. Um, So pretty classic setup. They're in fact remaking this movie, which I don't think they should probably do, but whatever. Um, And of course, this movie was so well-received, they made a much less well-received sequel a decade later, Escape from L.A., uh, which I almost used, but I decided not to. So this is the trailer for Escape from New York. If you haven't seen it, here's what it's like.
0: not the future we wanted but the future that happened once a great city now a high security prison designed to keep society's criminals in but now everything rides on getting one person out the survival of the human race Plissken something you don't give a shit about Kurt Russell stars as Snake Plissken in John Carpenter's science fiction action classic,
5: Escape from New York. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man.
3: What if I'm a little late
5: no more snake Plissken.
3: When I get back, I'm gonna kill you.
0: With an all-star cast that includes Lee Van Cleef, Harry Dean Stanton, Isaac Hayes, Ernest Bordnine, Donald Pleasance, and Adrian Barbeau. (laughs) Escape from New York is one of the best escape and escapist movies, according to the New York Times, and a trip worth taking, according to Time Magazine. And now, Escape from New York is available in a special director's edition from New Line Home Video. (laughs) Featuring an exclusive interview with John Carpenter. It's both
5: our our fears and what we would like to have happen. I think we'd all like to have a guy like Snake on our side. And perhaps we'd like to have a police state. But it's the thing
0: we fear the most, too. Including never-before-seen footage with the original theatrical trailer and the original feature digitally remastered. Home Video is proud to release the director's special edition of Escape from New York starring Kurt Russell in both widescreen and full screen versions. Escape from New York, available now for only 19.95
2: from New Line Home Video. Thank but, God the full screen edition is on the VHS.
1: <laughs> so that's an old ass promo that somebody put remastered footage into. That was the only promo I could find that had like remastered footage. But a great movie, a great escape, uh, prison break movie since... Great escape case. and
2: a great escapism.
1: In this case, the whole city is the prison. And then finally, an all-time classic, and that's, of course, uh, Paul Newman's great Cool Hand Luke. Um, I don't really know what to say about this movie. If you haven't seen Cool Hand Luke, you should see it. Um, I live in the South, so everyone down here has seen it. But... Who's shaking their head you haven't seen it? Justin, you haven't seen Cool Hand Luke? The fuck is wrong with you? Who raised you, son?
2: I was dating somebody one time, and I made her watch this movie before we would go out
1: again. She's like, what? That's typical guy shit right there. Yeah. How she react. Fuck she you. Just said, fuck you. Yeah.
2: And I was like, okay, that's
1: a fair point. Go to there. <laughs> um, but if you haven't seen Cool Hand Luke, here's a, a scene, probably the one of the most well-known Scenes from the movie. Uh, it's a great and heartbreaking and wonderful movie. So here's one scene. Mr.
3: Honeycutt, get in line facing the captain. You're going to get used to wearing them chains after a while, Luke. Don't you never stop listening to them clinking. Because they're going to remind you of what I've been saying. Are your own good. wish you'd stop being so good to me, Captain. Don't you ever talk that way to me. Never! Never! we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. And I don't like it any more than you may.
1: So uh, you should see that movie if you haven't, Justin. And those are some of my favorite Prison Break films.
2: Nice. Yeah. What's wrong?
1: Oh, you look like you're about to kill somebody in the periphery. No, I was about to kill you, as always. Fair enough.
2: Uh, first for me is Verna Herzog's 2006 romantic comedy, <sighs> Rescue Dawn. Um, the light-hearted romp through being shot down over Laos in Vietnam uh, this is the movie that Christian Bale and Steve Zahn and Jeremy Davies each lost a shit ton of weight to look super emaciated and they shot the movie in reverse which I think is a kind gesture so you yeah. didn't have to stay emaciated for so long um, The uh, Christian Bale plays a pilot who is flying in Vietnam and is illegally flying over to Laos to complete a mission gets get shot down and then lives in uh, a Laotian prison that is not very fun, and then they escape from. Uh, so it's a true story of Dieter Dingler, who uh, wrote a book that was called, I don't think it was called Rescue Dawn, I don't know what it was called. My life is a
1: awful... Rescue me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Rescue Me, I think is what it was called. Uh, but this is the trailer for uh, Rescue
1: Dawn, let's check it out. Tomorrow morning, at 0, 0500 hours, we have to cross over into Laos. Now this is Flight
4: Lieutenant Dangler's first mission. Hey! Yeah. Yeah.
1: This mission is classified. No one can know. Oh man!
2: It gave me wings. I will not sign it. Absolutely not. Been here a lot longer
3: than people know. Two and a half year ago now. Two and a half years ago? Keep your head down and your mouth shut. That's your best chance of surviving. <laughs> you can run in here if you like, but I'm going to scram. You cannot escape. Let's say you make it out of camp without water. You won't survive more than two days out there. The jungle is the prison. So what do they say? They plan to march us out in the jungle and kill us. It has to be tomorrow.
1: It's one of those trailers where the whole movie is in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not real though.
2: It's...
1: You've seen the seen the movie. You saw the trailer. Yeah. Um,
2: bit of a bummer, but I, I like I like a bummer movie. What's not a bummer movie is Victory or Escape to Victory. John Huston's Escape to Victory anywhere other than the states. I don't know why they didn't just stick with one title and it was basically the same. Escape to yeah. Victory is kind of a stupid name though. So yeah, um, this is sort of based on a true story um, of a caricature of Sylvester Stallone, Pele, and Michael Caine coming together to play a football or soccer match uh, with the Allied Nations in World War II against the Germans, who uh, historically have had a quite good soccer team, particularly in that time period when they were killing everyone else. Um, This movie basically boils down to Uh, gathering various allied people together who are going to, who've played professional football, tied into uh, the allied command's plans to try and have them escape. So Sylvester Stallone's character is uh, not directly affiliated militarily with them, so he's trying to escape separately and trying to make it onto the football team. Uh, He ends up being their goalie towards the end, and the story is that Sylvester Stallone Was demanding that his character, the goalkeeper, score the full field game-winning shot to win the match, and they uh, told him how fucking stupid the plan uh, was. Um, But so the plan is,
1: since he's a world famous soccer player in real life, and not (laughs) not a fucking goalie. (laughs) Um, What if I kick it from the goal, from my goal, all the way into their goal? I'm just saying be surprising yeah. and everyone you know like Rocky be a big comeback so you've seen the clip of the I, interview that he no, gave no just, just my a, guess
2: uncanny and uh, I'm sure likeness. Michael
1: Caine was just standing there the whole time going drinking a beer
2: he, Michael Caine does not appear to be a world class athlete soccer
1: player <laughs> in this. Um, is he dribbling Pele
2: is also a bit past his prime but had the fortunate ability of being the greatest soccer player in the world to fall back on michael caine just looks like a bit of a doddering old <laughs> man. i am michael caine um who is a badass in his own right but, sure he's um, just not a soccer player just not he's a little little girthier i would yeah. say than he would be as a both a prison inmate and also a sure. world-class sure. soccer player but anyway um this is the trailer for victory i don't want to spoil it for you but they totally make it out in the end How long will it take? Well, you must realize it's my busy time. Everybody wants to escape in the good weather. In
3: 1942, the Nazis thought they were sitting on top of the world. Never suspecting that they could be toppled in one conflict. The most unusual battle of the war. It has been decided that a German national team will play a combined team from the prisoners of war of the occupied territories. That's crazy. Hey. Okay, I'm ready to sign up. Sign up, hey. And you ought to be exhibited in Paris like performing fleas? What about me? Get out. A stacked game. The Third Reich's finest against a ragged bunch of prisoners of war. The Germans thought they had it made. They couldn't run about for ninety minutes; they'd be chucking their guts up. Am I good? Or am I good? What's your name? You know my name. What's your name? I decided to join the team. The American? No. You use that bloody American style again here, and you'll be fired. You're playing English; I play American. Can you do with your mouth? Shut, hey, the mouth and the hands work together; it's a team. This match is a propaganda stunt for the Germans. It's a wonderful opportunity for us. The Allied High Command called them crazy, and maybe they were.
1: We want you to contact the Resistance for us and arrange the escape of the football team.
0: I want to thank you all for your concern, but I'm really not planning on seeing Paris until after the war. Well, I'm uh, an orphan. I have no parents, no money, I'm not married, I don't even have a pet. And anything I might say in my sleep to the contrary can't be held against me. We don't
5: want to be shot as
3: a spy, do we? No. I don't want to be shot as anything. Victory. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Max von Sydow, and introducing Pele. How'd you like to play football against the Germans? Why not? Now is the time for heroes. Victory.
1: You've never seen anything
2: like it. You kind of
1: have, but... They really liked Sly in that trailer. They were just like, make it all Sly all the time. That's stupid. Um, post-Rocky, I assume? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So That's why. He was probably the most famous person in the movie at that moment. Yeah. Movie star-wise, I would say for sure.
2: Uh, And last for me is the greatest prison movie ever made. Simon West, 1997 magnum opus Con Air. The lovely... (laughs) Cameron Poe pictured there, getting off the C-123 to Jailbird, the A.K.A. Conair.
1: One of the greatest uh, gifts of all time, for sure. Um, Not the greatest movie of all time, but
2: well, great, it's great gifts. One of the greatest, potentially. Uh, Poe, who cares, is an Army Ranger who, a dis, an honorably discharged Army Ranger who just finished up a ten spot for involuntary manslaughter, which feels like a bit of a harsh penalty, but uh, his pregnant wife was being attacked at the time, and he being the badass that he is, accidentally killed somebody. Um, he happens. He's being well, released. We've all been there. He's being paroled. He's done nothing wrong. He has paid his <laughs> debt to society. He's just catching a ride on the jailbird, and it turns out the shit is about to hit the fan. Yep. With the most dangerous...
1: Criminals. Human being
2: yeah. of all time John Malkovich Let's check out I think it's the trailer For Joe, uh, for Conan Directed by Simon West Directorial debut I believe
3: He's a U.S. Ranger Highly decorated
2: Did a little hell raising When he was a kid But nothing serious He's defending his wife, got in a drunken brawl,
3: and he killed a guy. Could have happened to you or me. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter.
4: Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst.
3: see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, three regions of Kathy Lee's, and a genuine 2020 interviewee. What you looking at, punk? Nothing else, just my your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today?
5: <laughs> Can ruin your whole day. Go, go,
3: go! Ah! What happened? We caught the plane, man! Welcome to Con Air. Gelbert One, you are not cleared for takeoff, and nobody on this aircraft
1: gives a flyer. The issue here is how the plane is brought down.
3: Shoot it down. There are innocent people up there.
0: He's got a little girl to come home to. He's been waiting for this day for eight years.
5: What are you gonna do? What well, do you think I'm
3: gonna do? I'm gonna say the day. This summer, check your weapons. Take your seat. Isn't that your car? And say your prayers. Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of The Rock. Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. Where are they going to land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables?
5: On June 6th. Woo! Buckle up.
3: Conair. Directed by Simon West. Thank you
2: and have a pleasant flight. The effects really
1: hold up. Nothing about that movie holds up, man. I always wondered, Simon West must have the best fucking agent in America because that was his first movie ever directed. No one knows or cares who the fuck Simon West is. And every promo, I remember even back then going like, who the fuck is Simon West? Every promo says, directed by Simon West, which means somebody put it in his contract somewhere. Yeah. Which means he had the greatest agent of all time. Just looked up what Simon West has been doing. Still directing action movies. What's the last thing that he did? Some dog shit straight to video thing, which is I'm sure what his <laughs> destiny always was. Sure. He was a music video director before Jerry Bruckheimer said, would you like to Kid, direct? you got the goods. Would you like to try to be the next Michael Bay? Um, what a horror. Oh, do you want to tell the story that you like to tell about um, nah, John Malkovich on the set? No? Nah. Okay. Nah.
2: Good. Those are some of our favorite Prison
1: Break movies.
2: Let's see what the Adult Twin Facebook choices Bet
1: They're gonna up this be week. similar, but they're gonna be similar.
2: Guardians of the Galaxy, Beating <laughs> yeah, Out, Cool Hand Luke, and Shawshank Redemption. Is there best. is a
1: Prison Break in that movie, although the movie isn't a Prison Break movie, you know? Yeah. The Rock, of course, and The Great Escape, an incredible Prison Break movie. I almost chose The Great Escape. As did I, but I mean Con Air, so.
2: Uh, let's see what. Uh, right. Sorry. Tsunami Facebook's picks were
1: Shawshank, Count of Monte Cristo, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cool Hand Luke, and The Rock. Guardians of the Galaxy, weird. Someone I, I was mind. reading about it. And someone said, "Well, The Matrix is actually a prison break movie if you think about it." Yeah, breaking
2: out of your own fucking mind, man.
1: Deep, fucking deep. The dankest prison in the world. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about uh, what we have coming up.
2: Cool. Uh, Our first sneak peek of the night, which I think actually is a sneak peek this week because I think this episode came in late, but I might be mistaken. Uh, And that is the episode for 109 for Dragon Ball Super, uh, which is tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Let's check it out.
5: On the next all new episode of Dragon Ball Super.
3: So you finally decided to fight me after all this time.
5: Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. Only Toonami on Adult Swim.
2: And then up next is The Promised Neverland, tomorrow night at midnight uh, for the fourth episode of that show.
5: On the next all-new episode of The Promised Neverland. I don't want to suspect him! You've got to start being more suspicious of everyone, you dummy! This is life or death! The Promised Neverland, Saturday at midnight, only Toonami on Adult
2: Swim. And then the last of our top goals is for Sword Art Online Alicization, uh, which is tomorrow night at 12.30.
5: On the next all-new episode of Sword Art Online Alicization. I should burn you criminals to ash. Sword Art Online, Alicization, Saturday at 12 30. Only tsunami on Adult Swim.
1: Cool, and then tonight's, or tomorrow night's little goodie, is a, another music video, this time from rapper Little Booty Call, which is a hilarious name. Uh, they made an animated music video for a song called Mariah that they sent to us and said, "Hey, would you be interested in showing this?" And I like this video; it's cute. So let's check out a sample of Mariah by Little Booty Call. Pull up in Mariah, bad girl, bumping on Mariah. Oh, she said she getting tired. Please, please don't get over here. Oh, why you gotta lie? I'm on the road, bitch. I don't
3: got time. I'm not an average guy, but you're pretty little Baby, baby, what's your sign? Yeah, ow. you fucking with a bro, boy. I'm dope. I don't even smoke, boy, you I'm lit, no coke, boy. They say I'm a snake, bachi, in
1: your toes, boy, y'all. And you can see the whole thing on Toonami. Uh, and then finally, we have this week's adults from single. Single week number 37 in a series of 52 uh, we are up to uh, On the Range by More Mother featuring Zonal. Uh, More Mother did a track for last year's Adult Sim singles uh, that was three hours long. Uh, this track is not quite that long. Uh, she's an experimental sort of musician. Uh, I don't know what you would really call her music, but I really like it. Um, so let's, let's play a little sample of On the Range by More Mother.
3: Bunch of big pigs on the range, bunch of big pigs on the range, and it ain't got no brain and they go and insane, fissing cocaine, you just better maintain, just better make big pigs on the range You ain't got no brain and they go and insane, fee sequences, cocaine, you just better maintain, better maintain, just better maintain
1: And, of course, you can hear that and the other 36 Adult Swim singles at adultswim.com singles or our Adult Swim Spotify playlist. And come back next week on Wednesday around noon and we'll release another track for the next several weeks. Uh, that wraps it up today. So thanks for watching. And now we can escape this prison of this fucking show.
2: Let's go get that motherfucker who wronged us.
1: Yeah, let's do it. I have some revenge to prosecute.
2: We got to play some games. Uh, yeah, next.
1: That's true. And we'll be up next on Game Humpers, getting our revenge against other players who have wronged us by trying to win. Fuckers. Tsunami every Saturday night from eleven to four.